1: and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam.
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thomas Costelli joined here today with Rod Cleef. Rod is a serial entrepreneur and philanthropist who is passionate about real estate business and giving back. Rod has owned over 2,000 apartment homes and buildings and has built over 22 businesses over his 40-year business career, which have been worth tens of millions of dollars. In today's episode, we put numbers and analysis aside, and Rod takes us through an exercise on the importance of mindset and psychology when it comes to success in real estate or really any endeavor in life. Be forewarned, you may feel extremely motivated after listening to this episode because I know I was. Before we dive right into today's episode, we wanted to let everybody know that we had a lot of positive feedback from the recent 2021 Tax and Legal Summit, where we discussed lucrative tax and asset protection strategies with top legal and tax experts in the industry, including the real estate professional status, the short-term rental loophole, how to use passive losses, cost segregation studies, 1031 exchanges, self-directed retirement accounts, the CARES Act, entity structuring, estate planning, and so much more. If you missed this incredible event designed to help you save thousands in taxes and help protect the assets and wealth you work so hard to build, you can still purchase the recordings for only $97 at recordings.taxandlegalsummit.com. That's right. You can get all 30 sessions from the Tax and Legal Summit for just $97. Just head on over to recordings.taxandlegalsummit.com to grab your copy today. And without further ado, we're going to jump right into today's episode. Rod, thanks so much for taking time to come on the show today. Would you be able to give our listeners a little information on your background and your work? Sure. Well, it's not a completely short answer, but let me let me give
2: you a little background just because I think it'll tie into a little bit of what we might cover later as well. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's volunteer. I was born in the Netherlands in Holland, you know, wooden shoes and windmills. And And we ended up in Denver, Colorado, and we didn't have much. In fact, we struggled. Uh, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army until I was 14. And I lied about my age and got a job at Burger King so I could get my own clothes. And I remember eating expired food and drinking powdered milk because my mom thought milk was healthy. And, you know, we struggled. But luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. And she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she was a bit of an entrepreneur. So, she- um invested in the stock market with it and actually made money. Uh, she um, also bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for about 30 grand. And when I was 17, she told me she made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? Forget college, mom. I'm getting into real estate, okay? So forget it. And so I went and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. You know, I could actually have my own office, which, you know, now they they require some experience. But back then, you could do it with education. And so, I was a broker and I was going to be rich selling other people houses. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe about 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. And so, what happened between year two and year three? What happened was I met a guy that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how truly 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and psychology. So, fast forward to today. I've owned over 2,000 houses that I rented long term. I've owned multiple apartment complexes, thousands of apartment units. Um, In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. But there's a punchline. But, you know, back then, I thought I was a freaking real estate god. I could do no wrong. I mean, you know, if you do the math on that, that's, I think it's $8,300 an hour over a 40-hour work week for the year. And, of course, I was, could barely fit my head through a door. And you know, when that happens, people get cocky like that. Sometimes God or the universe, whatever you believe, will give them a nice little, you know, smackdown. Well, that was 2008. So, I lost $50 million in 2008. I lost everything. And so, one of the things that I enjoy talking about, and we can go as deep as you want with this, Thomas, is the mindset it took to have $50 million to lose in the first place and then more importantly, the mindset it took to get back from that to the success that I'm blessed to have today.
0: So I'm I'm happy to take that anywhere you, you know, and go a little deeper if you like, or we can move on, whatever you want. I would love to dig a little bit deeper on that because, you know, I would love to hear a little bit, you know, I'm sure our listeners, of course, would too. What is the mindset to get up to and then be at $50 million? Well,
2: yeah. And frankly, it's all about knowing exactly what you want and why you want it. You know, clarity is power. How the heck are you going to get anything if you don't know what it is? And so, at my live events, well, when I used to do live events, I was scheduled to have 800 people at one of my live events in Orlando last May, and we all know what happened to that. And so, I had to pivot. I had to innovate and went live stream. And uh, we've had thousands of people now attend my live stream events. But the reason I bring that up is the first thing we do is we do this goal setting workshop on steroids. So let me take a minute and briefly describe it for your listeners, because I know it'll add value. And if you want to, if you want me to guide you through it, if you're listening. If you go to my Rod Cleef official Facebook page, I did it on January 2nd and I have a thing you can download to go along. I'm not selling anything, but if you go on my feed all the way back to January 2nd on the Rod Cleef official Facebook page, I guide you through it with music and everything else. It's professionally done. It's really nice. But let me describe it to you if you don't want to scroll through my feed to find it. So what you want to do is you want to pick an hour when you have a lot of energy. Okay. So you you make sure you're well hydrated, you drink lots of water. Don't do it right after a big meal. And sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, all the stuff. You know, there's nothing wrong with stuff. Stuff is motivating the houses, the cars, boats, jet skis, planes, motorcycles, jewelry, clothing, whatever it is, write it down. And by the way, take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality. Because what that does just by writing it down and associating with it, it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And what that is, is it's a subconscious filter that we all have, but it's subconscious. You're not aware of it. That Points you in the direction of what your brain subconsciously thinks you're interested in. And the best example is when you first buy a vehicle. You never really notice them. As soon as you buy it, you see them everywhere. That's your reticular activating system. and, And that helps you achieve your goals because when you associate with your goals, it points you in the direction of things that it thinks it will help you achieve them. And again, it's all subconscious. So, take the lid off your brain. If you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, whatever it is, write it down. There's nothing you cannot do, be, or have. So, write down all the stuff. Also, write down how much cash flow you want from your investments, say, in three years, passive income or active income. And say, again, in 10 years, how much cash flow you want, short-term, long-term. How much cash you want in the bank, say, in three years, and 10 years. You know, write down everything you want to do in your lifetime. Maybe you want to write a book or, the you know, the places you want to visit. I've got a travel vision board behind the, my green screen here. You know, write that down. Write down you know, maybe you want to climb all the mountains in the world over 14,000 feet or jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that about a year ago and I'll never freaking do it again, but it's off the list, right? So, write down everything you want to do. Also, write down everything you want to learn. You know, do you want to learn a skill set? If it's multifamily, for God's sakes, come spend a couple days with me. I do this boot camp and I'll just briefly tell you, I don't sell anything there. It's 18 hours of training and I'll give your listeners a code. They can come for 97 bucks. So, 18 hours of training, nothing being sold. If you're interested in real estate at all, it's kind of a duh. But I'll give you, well, let me just say it right now, if you're interested, text multifamily, to 72345, multifamily 72345 and use the code RODFRIEND and you can come for 97 bucks. All right, anyway, so whatever it is you want to learn, if you want to learn a skill set, you want to learn whatever it is. I mean, obviously, you're, you're wanting to learn more about real estate tax benefits by, by listening to Thomas here and so write that down. Then lastly, write down who you want to help because we will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And you want to use this. The goals are there to propel you, push you, pull you to take action on your goals. I mean, to take action on on your dreams. And so, write down who you want to help. Like, like you know, for me, I bought my parents a house here in Florida on a canal when my dad was alive. Bought them a car, took them on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? Write it down. All right. When you can't think of another, and by the way, if you're listening to Thomas, you're probably analytical. Do not stop and analyze your freaking answers, okay? Just keep writing. Don't let the pen leave the paper. You can always scratch it out later. Don't get caught up in thinking about each answer. Just write them down. All right. And you know who you are. (laughs) And then once you can't think of another thing, to make it real, it's got to be measurable. So put a time limit on each goal. How many years it's gonna take you to achieve it? And again, please don't overthink this, okay? Just guess one, three, five, even 10 years or 20 years, realizing. That as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do five, 10, 20 years. I'll give you an example of this. Now, please let me preframe this example by saying I'm not bragging, okay? Because you know, I, I just want to inspire you. So I'm gonna give you some personal examples. So back when I was 18 you know, and got into business, I knew I always wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver or well, maybe a little beach in one of the lakes, but there's no beach. Okay. So, you know, I would visualize palm trees and sand and surf and the waves and the blue water. 20 years later, I built this incredible mansion here in Sarasota on an island. I mean, $8 million, 10,000 square foot home. Spectacular. I own the beach on one side. I have my boat lifts on the backside. It's called a Gulf to Bay. And it was unthinkable when I was 18. So, the point is, take the lid off your brain because you can make it happen. You just have to want it, okay? So, don't underestimate what you're capable of. I mean, look at Elon Musk. $3 billion startups. Okay. I mean, don't tell me you can't make something happen. All right. But anyway, so you've got how many years it's going to take to achieve each goal. And again, don't overthink it. Just guess. Now I want you to pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. That goal. I mean, and if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. But it's that goal that you know you have arrived when you got it. Okay, that goal. One of those. Put it on a separate sheet of paper. Then pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper. Just a couple more steps here and leave some room in between them. By the way, at this point, you are ahead of 99.9% of the people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution. By the way, I just read an article today, 92% of those New Year's resolutions never happen, okay? And they're forgotten by February. So you're ahead of all those people right now. So you've got your four goals on a separate sheet of paper, and they're important. The goals are important but what's even more important is why they are an absolute freaking must to achieve. So you need to write a paragraph under each goal why it has to happen and use emotionally charged words. Words like amazing and incredible and and beautiful because words are very powerful and you want to use them. So use emotionally charged words. You might say so that I can show my kids what incredible success looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of luxury and success or husband, whatever it is, so that we can have the freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want whatever's gonna juice you, write it down, okay? And take time with this because this is the fuel, guys. This is the fuel to get your butt up early in the morning, stay up late at night, work a Saturday to, you know, focus and grind for two or three years like most people won't so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't, okay? And that's, but this is the juice, okay? And then once you've got a positive reason why, I want you to take one little step further and put some pain in there if you don't achieve the goal and make it freaking painful. So, I don't feel like a failure. So, I don't fail my kids. So, I don't fail my husband or wife. So, I don't live a life of regret. Make it hurt because, again, we will do more as human beings to avoid pain than gain pleasure and this is the fuel, okay? So, you know, let me give you an example of this. Uh, There was a nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware. She was a hospice nurse. So, she took care of patients when they were about to die. And she asked him a question. And the question was, do you have any regrets? She wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was, Thomas? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. Guys, let me tell you something. And I know you have a lot of analytical listeners and you guys, a lot of you fear failure. I'm here to tell you fear regret much more than failure. Fear being in the same place you are now a year from now, unless you freaking love where you are right now, okay? So, really, no regrets. And this is what causes you to take action so you don't have those regrets. Because I know as a person that's more analytical, you need to check off all the boxes and you might get caught in analysis paralysis. Don't let that happen for God's sakes. Don't look back on your life and have that regret. So, you've got your positive negative reasons why. Last step is you need to get things around you that associate you with those goals, pictures, make declarations. Let me give you some public examples of this. Jim Carrey, When he was flat broke, the actor, Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for 10 million bucks. He put on it for services rendered. And for those of you millennials, a check is what we use to pay for things, okay? Anyway, so wrote himself a check for 10 million. He'd go up by the Hollywood sign and he would look at it and visualize cashing it. And that's how much money he made for dumb and dumber. Another more recent example, Demi Lovato. When she was an unknown 10 years ago, posted on social media, I'm gonna sing the national anthem in the Super Bowl. Not this last one. Go watch the one before that. See who sang the national anthem. I'll give you some personal examples. Again, this is not me bragging. I just want to inspire you to what's possible. So, when I first got my real estate broker's license, I was 18. I figured I had to have a four-door car because I got to show other people houses, right? So, I bought this bone freaking ugly four-door Ford Granada. I mean, a real piece of you know what. And bench seat in the front, just a, yeah. Anyway, so, but I worked with a guy who had a Corvette. And he let me drive it. I'm like, oh my God, this is freaking amazing. So, I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. This, they had nobody thought of the internet yet. Picture out of a magazine. I put it on the visor of my Corvette. So, when I was sitting in my car, it was right there in my face. Within a year or two, I had a Corvette. I got a couple more examples. This is back when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out. I'm, I'm old. And the actor's name was Tom Selleck. And he was this detective in Hawaii, I think. But I remember the car. And it was the first time I'd seen an exotic car. He drove this Ferrari 308. I'm like, oh my God, look at that thing. So I got a picture of that actual car, put it on the visor of my Corvette. Then a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I thought that would be cool. And I'd get the girls and, you know, and I'd visualize Lamborghinis growing up and and what's interesting is my son, when he was nine years old, he had a big collection of exotic models. And he had a model of the exact same color and style that I ended up getting, which I wrecked. But anyway, we won't go there. But but so the point is get picture. In fact,
0: let me show you something. Do you put these on YouTube? Uh, I think we're starting to put these on YouTube now. So, yeah, this one.
1: Well,
2: go on this, this would be a good one to put on YouTube because I'm going to show you something. And so, this is, I use a paper planner. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. I've used this for 20 years. Okay. It used to be called Daytimer. Now it's Franklin Covey. But in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. They're in plastic, they're dog eared. Now, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures. Guys, anything you want to manifest in your life, you do it through gratitude. Okay. And so, these are pictures of my kids when they were very young. Okay. That's the first picture pictures. Then, I've got pictures of the things that I wanted. Now, that house on the beach, I mean, this that thing was magnificent, just to, get, just to let you know. But, but this top picture looks just like it. I had 10-foot high glass like that, butt together travertine floors just like that. This bottom picture looks just like the compound I live in now. I have a compound. I've got six buildings, big main house, two-bedroom guest house on the water as well. I've got A media building with exercise, big exercise facility, a theater room, a building. I built a video studio. It's almost done on the top floor. I mean, spectacular compound. Because God's got. I lost that big house on the beach and all the craziness. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see it right out my backyard. It's right across the bay from where I live. Anyway, and then I've got you know stupid shit like watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. The Lamborghini before I ever got it. There's a picture of it. You know Rolls Royce Bentley. All these things that I thought were important at one time but I got because I had pictures. So get the pictures, put them around you. And I know some of you guys are going on for God's sakes, get on with the CPA stuff big mistake, guys. This is how you make it happen. Okay. I'm just telling you right now, it's not the technical, it's the mindset. If it was just knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. It's the do and you so keep doing. And again, this is how I had 50 million to lose and how I got back to, you know, what I'm blessed to have today. All right. So I'm
0: off my soapbox. <laughs> well, before we go into the questions, I, I, I do want to want to confirm. I think what Rod is saying is absolutely true. And I'll give two of my personal anecdotes recently, right? So I had a mind movie I created. Basically, I put it in Windows Movie Maker, created a mind movie, put all my pictures in there, watched it every day. I had a certain watch I wanted to get. I bought the watch the other day. Absolutely gorgeous. I I had to do it. The last thing I'll say on this same thing I had in the same mind movie, I was going to go to Florida, potentially move to Florida, South Florida. I booked a trip to South Florida uh, later on this year. There's a good chance that uh, you'll see me in Florida. I mean, no kidding. like move
2: happen. there or just visit.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm living in New York right now. And I think, Oh, hell chance. Sorry for you New
2: Yorkers, but Oh, good Lord. What a catastrophe is going on up there. All right. Well, Awesome job. Thank you for validating. And I could show my vision boards that I've got behind the screen here. My goals have all changed. and But uh, that's awesome. It, it, it works,
0: guys, because it, it really does. So, anyway. So, Rob, would you be able to talk a little bit about how you recovered from 2008?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no fun, man. I thought I was set for life, you know, and I had 800 houses and I had multiple apartment complexes. So, let me first talk about why I crashed and burned because, and it's the reason I started my podcast. You know, I'm blessed to say we just broke 10 million downloads. It's called Lifetime Cashflow. And by the way, even if you're not interested in real estate, you might enjoy it because I do these clips every week called Own Your Power and they're motivational clips. They're five minutes on your way to work. You want to get juiced. I've got hundreds of them there and I'm really proud of them. So, if you want to get juiced, check out my podcast, Lifetime Cashflow. If you go on your iPhone and put in real estate, I usually come up number one next to Bigger Pockets, But, The reason that I crashed and burned was at 800 houses, but they were two hours north of me and two hours south of me and everywhere in between. So I'm going to talk about why that's a big deal. So the first thing, the reason that I had, and by the way, I was only at a 30% loan to value. Okay. I only owe 30 cents on the dollar. and I still crashed and burned. So here's why. So first of all, Florida has no state income tax. So property taxes here are higher, which impacts what? Cash flow. You know, and then I had properties in wind and flood zones, which higher insurance, which impacts what? Cash flow, right? But what really killed me was these were C-class properties, these houses, okay? So, a lot more maintenance in that asset class of that that caliber of, of asset. And so, if I send a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes, everything's the same. The plumbing's the same, the, the fixtures, the door locks, the HVAC, the hot water heaters, you know, everything's the same. So you can stock with appliances. So you can stockpile parts and, you know, maintenance guy can get them in and out in an hour, right? And fix something. Well, if I had to send someone to a house that's an hour and a half away, one way, they'd have to get there, see what's wrong. Everything's different, obviously. See what's wrong. Go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's, which could be another hour round trip. And I don't know. Thomas, if you've ever tried to fix something at home, I know when I do, I end up going to Home Depot more than once because invariably I forgot something. And so, what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my 800 houses, okay? So, that greatly impacts cash flow again. But the final straw for me was I didn't pay attention to the demographic makeup of my residence because it was houses and I just wasn't that sophisticated back then. And I had a lot of tenants. That were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, roofers, painters, and that fell off a freaking cliff in 08. So they didn't have work. And so it was just like, and you know what else is crazy? My portfolio actually went upside down. It dropped more than 70%. So, I mean, it was like, it was ugly. So, how did I recover? It's what I just shared with you. It was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted it. Now, luckily, I was also in an incredible peer group. I was in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership, which is like this big high-level mastermind. And so, I was around people that were thriving in that. And they're like, hey, Rod, dust yourself off. Go make it happen. Stop the pity party. And so, you know, I was around the right people. And guys, peer group is so freaking important. You know, so, so many people will default to the people they work with with, or people they went to school with. But if you're around people that are fearful of your dreams, or jealous of your dreams, or afraid of losing you if you become better than them, they will hold you back. And sometimes they're family. So I'm going to tell you, love your family, choose your peers, be very careful who you allow to influence you. So I was around a good group and I picked myself back up. And obviously, you know, I don't call them failures. I call them seminars. That was a $50 million seminar. And, you know, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur. I have built 24 businesses. Several have been worth tens of millions of dollars. Most have been spectacular flaming seminars, but we fail our way to success. So, again, those of you that are analytical, don't fear failure. You know, failure is a stepping stone to success, okay? That's why it's a seminar. It's only a failure if you don't get back up or you don't learn the lesson, okay? You know, I I met the billionaire owner of Spanx, Sarah Blakely, at another mastermind. I believe in masterminds, by the way. They're incredibly powerful. I host the largest multi family mastermind, I think, in the world. I've got 14, 13, 14 billion in assets represented by the owners. But I met Sarah Blakely at this mastermind that I went to, and she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother on a weekly basis, What have you failed at today or this week? Isn't that a great question to ask your kids to not fear failure? So, anyway,
0: that's how I got back was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted it, Thomas. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because you know what? Yeah, I feel like you laid out the success principles here in this Mm -hmm. podcast today. So many of the big uh, success principles. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you just said right there, something I'm trying to work on actually now is getting around the right people, the importance Mm -hmm. of surrounding yourself. It's critical because who you hang out with is who you become in every aspect of your life. It's not just financial.
2: It's your happiness. It's your health and it's your finances. And so choose wisely, guys. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I interrupted Thomas. Forgive me. No, it's no problem at all. I mean, this is, yeah, getting around the right people. Otherwise you're going to be held back. Exactly what you said. And that's hundred percent right. And pretty much everything you said in this podcast here today is hundred percent accurate. And, you know, people should really, you know, sit down and, and, and implement some of this stuff into their life, into their lifestyle. Uh, let, me, it, let me let me add one
2: thing, if you don't mind, Thomas, I want to I, I just thought about something, which is focus, because right now we're going through some, you know, some stuff with COVID. And if you're listening to Thomas, I know you're a leader. OK. And right now, more than ever, the world needs leaders. OK, so you have to be very careful what you are bringing into your brain. Like, for God's sakes, don't get me started on CNN and, and the news, because the news is not there to inform us. It's there to startle us and scare us. So you got to stand guard at your mind. You've got to be very, very careful what you allow in. And that's why I mentioned my own your power clips or, you know, like I'll go on YouTube and watch motivational stuff sometime. You want to bring in the good stuff because whatever you focus on, positive or negative, is going to get bigger, okay? And so, it's so important to stand guard at your mind and manage your focus, okay? So, for example, they asked Mother Teresa when she was alive if she was anti-war and she said, no, I'm pro-peace, it's just a play on words, but it's a huge meaning difference. You know, I'll get people to call me and say, I'm trying to get out of student loan debt. And I'm like, wrong statement focus on making so much freaking money, the student loan debt's irrelevant, right? And these are just examples of focus. But right now, again, if you're a leader and you might, right now, you might need to innovate or pivot. You know, I was talking about having 800 people ready to go to Orlando and I was freaking out because we didn't know how we were going to, you know, I, I didn't want to refund all that money. I could, but I want to refund all that money. So, you know, I pivoted. And if you go to multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com, you'll see me w- with my phone recording a video. I said, I need to change it out at some point. It's still on there. And, you know, pivoting. I had to pivot or innovate. And maybe if you're listening, you might need to pivot or innovate. You know, and like I said, we've now had thousands of people attend my boot camp. And, you know, just again, if you are interested in this business, real estate, period, you know, come spend a couple of days with me. It's 97 bucks if you text that multifamily to 72345 and use the code RodFriend. And I don't sell anything there. So, it's really a duh. You know, if you have any interest in this business at all, but, you know, that power of focus is so important right now more than ever, because, you know, I, I'll be honest, Thomas, I think we're headed for a correction here at some point in the near future. You cannot freaking print trillions of dollars and not have it affect things like inflation. You know, and I've interviewed some pretty well-known economists and and they're all saying it's, it's right around the freaking corner so that we're going to have a, a and, and now it's not something to fear, It's something to prepare for. Like I'm getting into cash right now, cash is king or the ability to have access to cash to capitalize on the exponential opportunities that will come in a downturn. That's when the most money is made. But you know, I believe it's coming, and and so you know, it's it's just important in preparation. I don't know where I was going. Why, why I brought that up? But
1: anyway,
0: I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. Thank you for bringing it up because I was actually going to ask if you don't mind some questions about that. You know, you know. Sure. Right now, we talk to a lot of investors. Of course, a lot of, uh, all of our clients are investors, and mm-hmm. we interview plenty of people on the podcast who are investors as well. And everybody's kind of wondering. You know, we all know we've been at. Pretty much the biggest bull run over the last mm-hmm. 10 or so years mm-hmm. are, you know, and you, I think it's in US history and mm-hmm. everybody's just waiting, you know, and then COVID happened and everybody expected like a huge, you know, the world to like fall apart financially, but right. then, you know, the, the, the government stimulus. and stuff, they, they've been stimulating Yeah, they've been stimulating uh the economy, you know, where do you see us going in the next year? Do you think something we're we gonna have a downturn I don't this know if it's soon? gonna
2: happen in a year. I don't know if it's gonna happen in a year. You know, it's funny. I did this YouTube video, which I'm gonna have to eat crow on, which was the coming real estate crash of 2021. Now, I don't think it's gonna happen this year because of the stimulus, obviously. But of course, it's my highest watched video. I think we're probably pushing 100,000 views, which isn't like huge by YouTube standards, but for my little niche, it is. And you know, because negative news sells. But I will tell you the different markers that I spoke to in that video that we researched are dead on. I, I believe that we're going to have a contraction. Real estate goes through cycles. I've been through a couple of them and they can be dramatic. I'll give you an example. This is a, a personal example for me in Denver. Back in the late 80s, I, I bought, you know, I owned 500 houses there one time, but I bought this house for 56000 I actually flipped it. I sold it for seventy-six. The market crashed. I bought that exact same house back for 18000 okay? A few years later, I sold it for one sixty. Now, to really add pain to the story, the area gentrified, and it's probably worth somewhere between eight hundred and a million. But that's what happens sometimes in these real estate cycles, and you know, places like California, and you know, you see huge swings sometimes in values. And you know, who knows? I mean, I could be wrong. My kids tell me you're tired of being wrong. That's one of their favorite lines because I'm wrong all the time. But real estate goes through cycles and seasons, just like life does. And I think we've been in summer for a long time. So, you know, I, I think it's inevitable. But, you know, how severe it is, who knows? I wish if I had that crystal ball, I'd be on the back of my yacht right now. But I believe that uh, it's inevitable. And, and again, it's nothing to fear. something to be ready for. If you've got investors, you pre-frame your investors to say, hey, we're getting ready. When the stuff hits the fan, and sorry about this analogy, when the blood's running in the streets, we're going to pounce. So, be ready. Don't be fearful. And you pre-frame them to be
0: ready for that because, again, exponential opportunities will present themselves. So, you know, spe- speaking of what you said, you're moving to cash a little bit. I mean, it's kind of the way I'm looking at it as well um, over the last year or two, um, honestly, because I've been a little concerned about what's going on too. What is your view, if you don't mind me asking, on short-term cash? Like, where do you like do you like leave it in a savings? You know, account? you
2: know, I'm the wrong person to ask because I put way too much money in the bank. Okay, I'm so focused on real estate you know, I invested once in the stock market, just 20 grand, no big deal. And I lost it all. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm, I'm going to stick with what I know. Every time I've gotten out of real estate with a few exceptions, but most of the time I've gotten spanked. Okay. And, you know, focus is power as well. And you can dilute your focus. I mean, there was a time I was in Denver and I was, I was doing real estate. I had these frozen yogurt shops and I had vending carts down downtown mall and I had a carpet cleaning business and it all suffered because I was trying to do too many things. And when I got rid of everything except the houses, you know, I flourished again. Focus is power and you can dilute your focus. And and that's my response to not investing my liquid cash properly. And that's something I need to explore. I'm, I, you know, I'm very, very busy with my thought leadership business. I've got, you know, over 500 students around the country. And I'm really excited. I've only been teaching for three and a half years and and they've owned more than 40,000 units now, which is just freaking incredible to me. Somebody bought 172 unit yesterday and a 20 last week and a 24 last week and a 31 last week. And it's just my greatest blessing in life. Uh, And I truly love what it is that I do now, which is educate. I never thought I would, but I freaking love it. So, you know, the podcast, it's really funny. I, uh, when I first started my podcast, uh, f- it was about four years ago now, I used to say on the first episodes, I'll never sell you anything. You just want to add value. It was the truth. You know, I never planned to do anything with it. And I hit a million downloads. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I better do something with this. <laughs> so, and now I'm a liar and didn't certainly intend to be,
0: but you know, it's funny. Things change, right? Things, Things evolve. Things change. That's the only constant in life, right? <laughs> right? So I got one more thing. One more thing I think uh, here is that's your, that's one of your books. So I think it's maybe your most recent book, The Multifamily Property Checklist. Well, I've got, tool uh, I've got a tool book. I've got a tool book. I actually just wrote a new one that just literally finished yesterday
2: that's even more advanced, but it's not on my website yet. If you go to Real Estate with Rod, I've got quite a few books. Well, quite a few. I've got a few books there. I've got tons of videos, tons of articles, tons of incredible content there. But I've got this tool book. It's like a due diligence checklist on steroids. If you text uh, my name, Rod, to 72345, we'll send it to you. And it's not a sales pitch. It's just total content. And uh, yeah, so I've got that. I've, I've got, a you know, a bestseller that I've, I gave away 20,000 copies of it. Uh, and finally, my team's like, hey, knucklehead, we should probably put this on Amazon. So, I haven't even done the physical copy yet. I gave it away at my live events, but I, it's, I've got the uh, Kindle version on Amazon right now. It was a bestseller in a few categories, but uh, we're about to actually launch the physical version. I'm going to give it away for free. I'll just pay shipping and handling. You'll get it. And uh, that's actually happening pretty soon. I, in fact, I just looked at the landing pages and the websites for that today with my
0: team. Finally, after <laughs> several years, I'll have that book come. Just so you'll be able to get the physical copy, Yeah. You know. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to go ahead and link that into the show notes below for everybody who's oh, listening. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, thank you. So uh, we're going to skip the tax questions here today. Uh, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> thank um, you
2: very much for that. <laughs> you know, I and by the way, this multifamily business is a team sport, and typically it involves an outgoing personality with a more analytical personality. And my partner up to this point was a gentleman that's a CPA as well, uh, I've got an, another partner now that I'm working with. That's also super analytical. And so, yeah, I would fail on these CPA questions.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Rod, it, you know, it's hundred percent right. I, I'm honestly, I'm excited every time you come on, you know, you came on uh, episode 27 back in 2018 and got me and Brandon, uh, Brandon was on episode two guys, super hyped up. And, you know, honestly, my palms are sweating right now. I'm like, I'm like ready to go. <laughs> Flex, you know, If our listeners wanted to find out when your next event was, or, you know, in general, just learn more about you and what you have going on, what would be the best way for them to do so? Yeah.
2: Well, well, it's in May. I, I, I think it's like the 21st or 22nd or something like that. But again, if you text multifamily to 72345, Um, we'll send you the information. And again, if you remember Rod Friend, you can come for 97 bucks and I don't sell anything. So, it's truly a no-brainer. 18 hours. I've never had a complaint. Oh, a lie. That's a lie. The complaint I get is the breaks are too short. I do 15-minute breaks and I promise you they're harder on me than they are on you listening there in front of your laptop because I have to eat and everything else in that 15 minutes. But yeah, thousands of people have come and I've never had a complaint other than the breaks are too short. So, you know, I'm proud of that too.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It just means you're putting out really good stuff. So I want to thank you so much for taking time to come on the show today. Like I said, it's always a pleasure and um, we'll go ahead and link that stuff down in the show notes below. All right. Thanks, brother. Good to see you, man.
1: Me too. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients, and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.